Well, good morning. I want to welcome you and thank you for joining us today at Community Life Church on this beautiful Sunday, well, beautiful-ish Sunday morning. My name is Scott Verano, and I'm the lead pastor here at Community Life, and it is an honor to have you here in our family room or having you joining us online. We have uh, one of the most different services that you will ever attend in your entire life today, just for you. So we just ended a week-long Vacation Bible School Stellar VBS, and today you get to attend Vacation Bible School. Oh, you, you should get excited because you're going to get it at some particular point in, in all of this. Okay, so to prepare you for today, and don't worry, we're not going to abuse you too bad, um, you need to know a few things. This is an all-skate, and so when you see the students dancing, you're going to dance, right? You have to do all that to be a part of it. Um, but one of the other things you need to know is that you're sitting in a particular section. And so Cosmo's over here, Luna's right here, Hallie's here, Soul's here, and Ringo's here. So there may be a time when I say, Luna, let me hear from Luna. That's a very reserved, I'm in church scream, okay? That's all right. You're going to warm up. You're going to go. I I think Hallie's probably got it figured out. Hallie, let me hear from Hallie. (laughs) Hallie grew up in vacation Bible school, Chris. It's all good. Um, But we're excited to have this day to really celebrate children. Here at Community Life, we love our kids. And so we've decided to take this service and and part of it, at least 30 minutes of it, where we're going to go through the five days. The students are going to go through all the different things that we did and just let you experience a little bit of what we walked through. Amen? So I'm excited. You'll learn something. Your heart will be warmed. It's going to be incredible. So I invite you, if you will, um, to stand. And children, I'm sorry, if you have children that are sitting with you and you want them to come down into the mosh pit, I mean, AKA the pit, um, send them on down front. They're going to have an ice cream party at about, in about 30 minutes, so you can go ahead and send them on down front, and um, they can just have fun for the rest of the morning. Pile right up in here down front. Parents, go ahead and jump up on your feet, and uh, we're going to start by praying the Lord's Prayer together, and then the motion team is going to take it away. So I invite you, if you will, to join me as we pray the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for just the beauty of this morning. Hearing children screaming, laughing, having fun in church. God, it is such a beautiful time to be a part of the body of Christ watching children learn about their faith, learn about salvation. God, it's just amazing. And so thank you for giving us these moments. And God, as we go through this time, I pray that you really just cement inside of their hearts and inside of our hearts the work that you're doing in the greater kingdom. And God, we thank you for 700 children who got to hear the gospel message and experience it through plays and crafts and all of that. And we just ask that you continue to do the work in their lives that will ultimately bring them to an understanding of who you are. We love you. We trust you. We ask that you would lead us through this service. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Parents, you ready? Get ready, because here it comes.
Well, good morning, everybody. My name is Kristen McGrew. I'm the director of children's ministry, and we are so glad to have you here for VBS Sunday. Today, like Pastor Scott told you, this is kind of an all-skate. It's a, it's a full-contact sport, so we're going to expect participation from everybody. Um, but this week, we had over 700 children and over 300 volunteers filling these walls all week long where we learned how to shine Jesus' light no matter where we are, no matter what's happening in the world, that we can shine his light for others to see. And we had so much fun doing it, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're not quite awake. It's a really long week, really long week. So today we are going to do a little bit of a recap for each day, and we have a child that has been selected that is going to help us through each and every day. So on each day we met a Bible buddy, and that Bible buddy helped us to remember a Bible point. That Bible point helps us to remember in life what we can do and how we can shine his light. We also learned a Bible verse and a Bible story. So this is my friend. What's your name? Whoop, sorry, try it again. Maddox Lee. Maddox. Maddox, how old are you? I'm nine. He's nine years old. And what's your favorite part of Vacation Bible School? Celebrating Jesus. Celebrating Jesus. We didn't practice that part. That's a great answer, Maddox. That's a great answer. All right, so on day one, who was our Bible buddy? Cosmo. Cosmo. Let's hear it from the Cosmo section. <laughs> Cosmo's in the house. And Cosmo, what is he? He's a star. He's a star. And we learned that in order for stars to shine, it actually has to be dark, which brought us to our Bible point for day one. Do you remember the Bible point? When life feels dark, shine Jesus' light. Okay. All right. So each time we do a Bible point, that is when we're going to need everybody's participation. So the Bible point for day one is when life feels dark, and then you're going to shoot it out. Shine Jesus light. All right, so we're going to do it one more time. What's our Bible point for day one? Shine Jesus light. When life feels dark, shine Jesus. Good job. Good job. All right, and in Bible story on day one, we learned a little bit about how Jesus came as a baby to be king and um, how he came to be the light of the world, which reminded us of our Bible verse. And each Bible verse had some motions because we learn best when we put things into motion. So Maddox, do you remember our Bible verse? Okay, so I'm going to say it and you do the motions. Can you teach them? You teach them the motions? Okay, are you guys ready? All right, the Bible verse says, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. And then we put our hands together like the Bible. John 8, 12. Good job. Can you give us a hand for Maddox? All right, and then we're all going to stand up and sing a song. So stand up and sing with us. Good job, Maddox. Jesus, wherever he will lead me, I'm going to follow 
starting to get it, starting to get it. Day two for us was that day where we, we start figuring out life. We start figuring out how the parking lot flows and works and unworks. Uh, and joining us to help us understand day two, what's your name? Abby Kate. Hey, sweet girl. Um, and day two, do you remember who our Bible buddy was for day two? Ringo. Ringo! That's right. That was awesome, buddy. And uh, Ringo is a planet with a lot, like, like Saturn, right? It's got rings around it. Those rings are made up of like a bunch of rocks. And sometimes those rocks bump and collide into each other. And it helps us to remember the Bible point. Do you remember the Bible point? Live in harmony with each other. There you go. There's our Bible verse for the day. So y'all, y'all can do this along with us. You can stay seated. Um, how about this? I'll read it, and then you can, you can do it also, okay? So y'all can follow along. Here we go. So the Bible verse is this. Live in harmony with each other. That's awesome. And the, that verse is Romans 12, 16. Good job. Awesome. Awesome. And then the Bible point, remember this is after she says this, you've got to scream, shine Jesus light really loudly, okay? So that's your heads up. So the Bible point for the day is, do you remember what it was? Yes. When people don't get along, shine Jesus light. Buddy, you are awesome. That is so good. You're, you guys are ready for that. Uh, and then upstairs, you guys, every day the crews traveled through and uh, went into the youth room. It was transformed every day. Uh, and actors acted out the Bible stories. We're not talking about like the old school flannel graph stuff that we used to have. Or like the little cling things that like you stick on the windows and like you move around. Like actual actors acting out uh, the Bible point. It was awesome. Did you love the Bible adventures upstairs? Yes. It was pretty cool, right? This day, uh, we learned about the story with Jesus and Zacchaeus, or Zacchaeus, who was a wee little man, and a wee little man was he. Remember this story from Vacation Bible School, right, back in the day? And uh, we learned that, um, that Zacchaeus had a little bit of difficulty. Not a whole lot of people liked him. He was a tax collector, and, but Jesus did, right? And Jesus loved him through that, and he helped us remember. This is a heads up. Heads up. We're about to say the Bible point one more time. He helped us remember the, uh, the Bible point for day two. Do you remember the Bible point again? When people don't get along, shine Jesus light. You are awesome. You are awesome. Hey, give it up for Abby Kate, everybody. And now, welcome to day three of VBS. My name is Micah, or as you might know me as Diddles, and I've got a super special friend here. What is your name? Grace. This is Grace. Can everybody give it up for my friend Grace here? She's so awesome, isn't she? And how old are you, Grace? Five. All right. And what was your favorite part about VBS? The crafts. The arts and crafts. Isn't that fun? That's right. And our day three Bible buddy was what? Who, do you, who was our day three Bible buddy? Luna. Let's give it up for Luna. That's right. And what does our friend Luna help us remember? When good things happen, shine Jesus' light. That's right. I think we can do that one more time. Okay, can you say that one more time for me? When good things happen, shine Jesus' light. That is so awesome. All right, and now can we see that Bible verse? All right, so you ready? Okay, I'll say it, and then you do the motions. All right. Shout with joy to the Lord and all the earth. That is so awesome. High five. Give me a high five. Can everybody give it up for my friend Grace? She did such a great job. All right, now, church, can everybody hop up on your feet? We're going to sing another awesome song. We are God's people. Can you hear us shouting? We come to worship. We come to praise. We sing this song. We lift up his name. The Lord is God, His love endures. 
you to my new friend. Go ahead and tell him your name. Rhett. This is Rhett. Y'all give it up for Rhett. So Rhett, what is uh, day four known as? Jesus day. Day four is Jesus day. Let's hear it for Jesus. And we met a new Bible buddy on day four. And here's your big, here's the big question. Who is our Bible buddy on day four? Soul. Soul. Let's hear it from Soul. All right, and so um, we learned about Seoul. We watched this video where, you know, the sun is always shining, even though like today, sometimes the clouds come out and you don't know that it, their sun is really there, but Seoul is always shining. The sun is always shining. And so what was the Bible point? Do you remember the Bible point? When people are sad. Okay, Rhett, now I want you to punch it. I want you to get into it and say, when people are sad, and then pause. Ready? Ready? One, two, three. When people are sad. Yeah, and so, Rhett, what was your favorite part of the, of the week at Vacation Bible School? Outside. This guy's a 10-sport a wonder, man. I'm telling you, he's got everything that he needs to, right? All the energy, everything. It was awesome. Um, so we had a Bible verse, and the Bible verse was found in John 14, verse 1. And you ready to do the motions? You can try. He said, I wasn't sure. He was, he was a little bit rusty on him, but let's see. Here's the Bible verse. Don't. Go ahead and do the thing. Don't let your hearts. Do the heart. Be what? Troubled? Break it. Trust in God. All right. And it was John 14, verse 1. Can y'all give Red a big round of applause? So, um, Day four is like one of the most amazing days for me because it focuses on Jesus, and I know that at some point in the course of that day, we're going to get to give, we get the opportunity to invite children to open up their hearts to pray and accept Jesus as their Savior. And, and the most amazing thing to me throughout the entire week is what was taking place up in Bible Adventures. You know, Clint was, Clint was laughing about it a little bit, what we had when we were growing up, the little lessons that they taught us. I want you to know there was a full-blown play going on up here at Vacation Bible School all week long. And on day four, we learned about Jesus getting arrested in the Garden of Gethsemane, going to the cross, dying, being put in the tomb, being brought out of the tomb. I mean, the whole thing, it was amazing. The resurrection story, all of that on Thursday, it was just, it's, it's insane. I sat back there and cried, and, and one of the guys was like, what's your problem? I said, it's nothing, I'm tough. I can handle it. It just, it just blows me away to see the ways that we're getting to teach these children about Jesus, and I love it. And so if you see Miss Linda, Mr. Mike, or all of those that were involved in the drama presentations, can we go ahead and give them a big round of applause? 
I mean, I, I love it. This day four for us was what the day was all about, what the week was all about. Really, point we taught them everything that we could about Jesus, but day four was when we really got a chance to pour into them and love them. And um, I want to do one more thing before we get too far along. Uh, there's a lot of accolades that are going out throughout the day, but but in the last service we forgot to do this. Miss Kristen is a rock star. Uh, I mean, so she's over here somewhere, and I would love. Can y'all stand up on your feet and let's give her a big round of applause for all the work that she did this week. She's been doing this for a long time, and I'm telling you, she is so, so gifted. Okay, you can go ahead and be seated. And um, so on day four, uh, we invited everybody to pray and, and to open up their hearts to Jesus, and then we all sung this song together, and then Miss and Kristen will tell you what happened after that. So I want to invite the motion team to go ahead and stand up. You guys can stay seated and um, just enjoy this song. You're feeling down. We've all had those days We've all felt that way sometime before Yeah, you're sad Well, you know that's alright You know we've all cried for something more Everyone has felt this way before you feel cause the God of creations, the author of peace with no limitations don't let your heart don't let your heart be troubled don't try to run from your heart, it's the feelings the God of the stars is the source of our healing, don't let your heart, don't let your heart be troubled don't let your heart don't let your heart be troubled Yeah, you're sad Well, you know that's alright You know we've all cried for something more Feel what you feel Cause the God of creation's the author of peace With no limitations Don't let your heart don't let your heart be troubled Don't try to run from your heart It's the feelings The God of the stars is the source of our healing Don't let your heart, don't let your heart be troubled Don't let your heart, don't let your heart be troubled Cause everybody's felt this way when we see someone in pain, we can comfort them and say, Feel what you feel, cause the God of creation's the author of peace with no limitations. Don't let your heart, don't let your heart be troubled. Don't try to run from your heart, it's the feelings. The God of the stars is the source of our healing. Don't let your heart, don't let your heart be troubled. Don't let your heart, don't let your heart be troubled. Can we give an extra round of our applause to our motion team? They did an amazing job this week of leading us through worship, and it takes a lot of courage to be up on this stage. So um, thank you to them and our motion team leaders, Miss Lauren and Miss Elizabeth and Miss Bunny, who's part of our Kidmen team, did an amazing job as well. So real quick to jump back to day four, at the end of day four, we give kids the opportunity to accept Jesus as their savior. And at the end of that prayer, we have a giant confetti party in here because we know that the word tells us that even when one person accepts Jesus, that the angels rejoice. And so we had a massive party in here on Thursday to accept all those new decisions. And it was really, really awesome, wasn't it? Yeah. All right. So this is my friend. Your I'm name is? Kylie Ann. Kylie Ann, and Kylie's going to help us do, um, to recap day five, right? On day five, who's our Bible buddy? Haley. 
is Hallie. Let me hear it from the Hallie section. <laughs> Hallie is in the house. Man, oh man. Okay, and what is Hallie? Hallie is a comet that speeds so fast through space that, that you can see a tail of fire behind her. Wow. Kylie Ann is going to take over my job. She'll be here. She'll be here next week to do all of children's ministry. Hallie is a comet, and she um, leaves a trail behind her. What does Hallie help to remind us? Hallie helps remind us that everywhere we go, we should look for people that need Jesus' light. She's pretty great. She's pretty great. She's pretty great. Um, Hallie helps us to remember that there are people who need help, right? And so when people need help, we can shine Jesus' light. Good job. Good job. All right. And on day five, up in Bible, we learned the story about Philip and how he helped the Ethiopians. Um, and that helped to remind us all about how we can help people too. And we had a really long verse for day five, really long verse. And we were tired by day five, weren't we? Yeah, but we, we, we learned our verse. Do you want to read it and do the motions, or you want me to read it? Okay, I'll read it. All right, so our verse from day five says, Let your good deeds shine so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. And it came from the book of Matthew, chapter 5, verse 16. Can you give it up for Kylie Ann? Good job. Good job. So on day one of VBS, we send all of the kids home with an M&M container, and we challenge them to earn money to fill that container so that we can raise money to help people all around the world and so that we can shine Jesus' light. So this year, we partnered with Project Hope Worldwide, which is um, in Nicaragua. We partnered with Helping Honduras Kids in Honduras and Saving Safaris in Africa, and we set just a small goal to raise $10,000 in four days, which, you know, seems like probably impossible, but we know that with our God, all things are possible, and these kids did an amazing job. We not only met our goal, but we exceeded our goal and raised $12,003.24. We are so excited to be able to take Jesus' light into all the world and partner with after-school programs and help the families that are in those communities be able to see and know the God that loves them so, so very much. So thank you for your support on that. Um, we are excited to see how that will play out um, in those different areas. Um, at this time, I would like to recognize all the people who help make Vacation Bible School happen. It is a big undertaking, and it cannot happen without our volunteers. So if you were a volunteer this week, will you please stand up? And church, will you help me just give them a great big thank you? These volunteers, along with my assistants, Miss Bunny and Miss Allison, did an amazing job this week, and we are so very thankful to be able to do what we do. Um, not sure if you're aware, but not every church will allow this kind of event to take place in the magnitude that this does. So thank you for letting us do this. Thank you for um, just supporting our church as we love our children and our youth and get to raise up the next generation. So thank you so much for all of that. Um, the last thing that I want to remind you is that we are having a baptism bash um, in July. So, we, you know, we gave the children an opportunity to accept Jesus. And whether they've done that at Vacation Bible School or recently and they would like to be baptized, we're going to have a baptism bash on Sunday, July 16th down at Navarre Beach. And we are going to have food and fellowship and have a lot of fun. And then we're going to do baptisms in the Gulf. So if your child has expressed an interest in being baptized, um, we would love to have you join us for that. If you need help, navigating those conversations. We're here for you. We would love to be able to walk alongside you with that. Um, and that's going to be a lot of fun. So if you want to get baptized, tell your parents to get you signed up and we'll do that. Um, and then on day five, we sent all of our kids home with this poster, this Awestruck poster. It ties right into the series that we're starting today. Um, and Awestruck is what we are when we are just like completely speechless. And we can find those moments in everyday lives. Um, and we call these God sightings at Vacation Bible School. So we sent them home with a poster um, for them to be able to track their God sightings with these glow-in-the-dark stars. We want to make sure that we're all looking for ways that God is working in our lives, whether it's a big way or a small way. So so help us to encourage children to be on the lookout for God, and we encourage you to do the same. Um, can we do one more round of applause for Vacation Bible School? 
And then the children are going to head back for an ice cream Sunday party. So if you are a child and you would like to join us or a volunteer that was here this week, I'm going to have you guys stand and go ahead and held out the side. And our motion team is going to lead us in one last song if you guys would like to stand and sing with us. Round of applause. Testing one, two, there it is. Well, happy Father's Day and um, welcome to Community Life Church. My name is Scott Verno and I'm the lead pastor here at Community Life, and it is an honor to have you here in our family room. Before we get too far in, I'm going to go ahead and, and let you know there's somebody here with a convertible that with the top down. You may have forgotten about that, but it's about to get ugly. So just wait about two minutes and then get up and head outside and probably put your top up. Just going to go ahead and throw that out there. But um, welcome to Community Life Church. Um, at Community Life, we love God, we love neighbor, our neighbor, and we believe that we are called to connect people to Jesus because we believe that Jesus is the source of life. And so hopefully in everything that we do, whether it's vacation, Bible school, or whatever we do, 
that we're working to connect people to Jesus because we believe that Jesus offers that life that we need. So if there's anything we can do to stand alongside you in this crazy world, please just give us that opportunity to be able to do that. And so we're just grateful for you to be here and as well to allow us to have Sundays like this. This is total chaos, but I'm going to tell you it matters. It matters um, raising up these children and allowing them to hear that gospel message and, and then to experience life in the big house, whatever we want to call this room, right? I want them to be comfortable in church and, um, and have fun, not look at the church as a place that we make them go, but a place where they drag us to. Amen? You guys are still sleeping. It's all good. Okay. So, um, so today, uh, we get an opportunity to kind of jump into and start a series that we're going to be leaning into over the next three to four weeks. But before we do that, one ministry highlight, um, as we move towards August, and I've, I've made this announcement before, but we're going to go to three full services August 6th just to accommodate the growth that we've been experiencing over these last few months. And that means that we've got to add to the volunteer ranks to help get all those things done and make sure that we, we can cover all the bases. So I've been announcing some of those different places that we're looking for. And so today's ministry highlight has to do with Thrive Ministries. Um, you can imagine coming into a large church sometimes as difficult to make community. And Miss Cat does such a great job in Thrive Ministries of creating small groups and pockets of community for you to know and to be known. So I want to encourage you, if you've not led a small group or if you're interested in it, she will coach you, prepare you, and get you ready for that so that you can meet your forever family, a group of folks that can stand alongside you in the craziness of life. So if that speaks to you, stop by on the way out, see them at the front desk, and, and they'll get you signed up for it. So, um, so today we're starting the series called Awestruck, and what we're going to be doing is looking at some of the attributes of God over the next four weeks, counting today. We're going to look at some of those attributes of God, and, and really what it is, is it's, it's theological work. Now, not to scare you, but any time that we read Scripture and we talk about God, that's theological work. It's, it's framing our understanding and our thought on God. The difference in these next couple of weeks is we're going to be looking at those big attributes, the omnis of God, if you will. So the omnipresence, the omnipotence, and the omniscience of God, the all-present, all-powerful, and all-knowing God, understanding how that works in our life and what that looks like. So it may feel a little different because they're not Bible stories, it's going to be framed out of the, the 139th Psalm. So to prepare us for that, today I'm going to be stepping into this new series. We've got about 20 minutes where I want to talk to you about the 23rd Psalm. And I want to teach you about our Heavenly Father and how He shows up in the 23rd Psalm. So just a quick show of hands, how many of you have heard of the 23rd Psalm? Right? It's probably the most well-known of all of the Psalms outside of John 3.16 in Scripture, the 23rd Psalm is something that we're most familiar with. It shows up at wartime. It shows up many dignitaries, presidents. You'll hear it, um, someone pray it or read it in those times of, of great loss. But where do we often hear it? Still in Allscape. Where do we often hear it? In memorial services or in funerals. It's where we, we hear it. But, but here's what I want you to know. The 23rd Psalm isn't about death. It's actually about life. But there are two verses in the 23rd Psalm, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord always. Those two verses have caused that 23rd Psalm to be narrowly placed into the box of only being used in times of loss, which I'm going to tell you for 3,000 years, it's offered comfort to people in those moments. But what I want you guys to hear is that it's not just a Psalm to be used in times of loss. It actually gives us some of the attributes and characteristics of God that will carry us through life through all of the things that we walk through. So I'm looking forward today to really quickly, it's going to be fast as we go through it, but to read the 23rd Psalm and just to help you to see something different about it. So the 23rd Psalm teaches us about three of the attributes or characteristics of God. God, our Heavenly Father, as a shepherd, as a friend, and as a host. And so a shepherd offers us direction, a friend offers us comfort, stands beside us in those difficult times, and a host is, that provides us um, sustenance, even in those times when we're surrounded by our enemies. And so those three attributes are what we're going to be looking at. And I even have a picture for you today of somewhere in Israel that I think will connect you to the story. So we're going to start in Psalm 23, and uh, I'm going to read that first part about being a shepherd. So it says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in right paths for his name's sake. And so the first three verses really wraps its understanding, David does, around the awareness of 
God, our Heavenly Father, as being a shepherd. And so he comes out with this super strong terminology where he says, the Lord is my shepherd. I love that David doesn't say the Lord is a shepherd, meaning just a random shepherd that's out there and he's just gonna pick up sheep wherever he goes. He makes a declarative statement that the Lord is my shepherd. Now you may say, Scott, what does that mean to us? There are a lot of things that we allow to shepherd us in life. We can be shepherded by the news. We can be shepherded by the neighbors. We can be shepherded by the court of public opinion. David wants you to know that for him, the Lord is a shepherd. And so think of David on the run. So he was anointed at 15 years of age, but he did not become king until he was 30, which means for 15 years, he was hiding in the wilderness, hiding in different communities, and God was present to him, leading him every step of the way. And so for him to say, the Lord is my shepherd, that means that he found a level of trust where he knew God would help to navigate him through that entire process. So the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I love that verse because once again, it's David making a declaration that because the Lord is my shepherd, there's not anything else that I'm gonna have need of or that anything else that I'm going to want. I think as believers sometimes, we believe that God is our shepherd, but what we do is we move ourselves right over next to the fence, right on the edge of the field, and we look over into the field next to us. We're like, man, that grass looks pretty good over there, right? The Lord is my shepherd, I, I shall not want. I'm gonna be content in the way that God is leading and the way that God is guiding me. And then these next few verses really dives into God as a shepherd with a key verse on the end that pulls the whole thought together. It says, he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul and he leads me in right paths for his name's sake. An active shepherd that is present in our lives that is bringing us to all of these places. And so he makes me lie down in green pastures. If you've ever been to Israel, there's just not a lot of green pastures. Um, one of my jokes is that I, I understand why they stoned a lot of people because there's a lot of ammunition. Everywhere you go, it's dirt and rocks. And so there's not a lot of green grass. And, and so if you understood the culture, there is this breeze that comes in off the Mediterranean Sea that even if you're in the desert daily, this grass that you almost can't see starts to grow and it provides sustenance daily for the sheep. And so it's interesting, if you're driving in a bus down the road, you'll look over and you'll think, man, are those, are those sheep eating rocks? Because you can't see it. But what the verse means is that God will provide us with our daily sustenance. He'll provide us what it means. God makes us lie down in green pastures. He's gonna be the one that brings us to a place and he's gonna provide that daily need for us. And so that's David's declaration that God's gonna care for them. He leads me beside the still waters. What is one of the most difficult things to find in the desert? Water. Still water is impossible because if water sits still in the desert, it evaporates, it's gone. But if you've ever been to an area like that, when it rains, it doesn't create still water, it creates flash floods. And so the water's dangerous. Once again, this is David attesting to the fact that God is going to care for us, is going to care for him, that the Lord is a shepherd. He's gonna lead him beside the still waters. He restores my soul, that God is active in bringing healing, bringing hope, bringing about that what's necessary in our lives said, he leads me in right paths, and I just want you to say this out loud, for whose sake? He leads me in the right paths for his sake. A lot of times we believe that what God does in our life is solely for our sake. And I want you to know that God loves you and he wants you to be well, but God leads us in paths of righteousness for who? For his sake, right? So this is not God is a servant to us and whatever we need, he's like a vending machine in the sky and we just pull that trigger so we can go off and do whatever we want to. This is the image of a shepherd that is known because of his sheep. When you come up to a flock and you see this healthy, um, great group of sheep is a reflection upon the shepherd. And so what David says is he leads us in those right paths for his namesake. Now, now, carry that into our world and what that looks like. And it breaks your heart. But when you look at the body of Christ, it's like sheep on sheep violence every single day, isn't it? And we don't get along. We're worse than the world in the way that we go about our business. And it's not the way that it's supposed to be, right? One of the, one of the markers that I love about this church, 18 plus different faith backgrounds, all here in the same building. And yeah, we have some very fun conversations about those differences of beliefs. But most importantly, we anchor our faith in Christ. And we'll talk about the rest and we'll work through the details and it's all gonna be okay because we know that we are here for his name's sake. And as God brings healing in our lives, when people look at us, hopefully this is a place that will draw people towards the shepherd. We connect people to Jesus. 
And so that's the understanding of, of God as the shepherd. And then verse four, um, my translation's a little bit different, but we'll, we'll cover the valley of the shadow of death. Um, verse four starts a shift inside the psalm. It goes from this awareness of God leading me to listen to this. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil, listen, for you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. So we go from he will do this to now you, it's personal. Speaks to this awareness of, of God as a friend that will be present to us in those times of darkness. Now, one of the things that, that you can understand about Israel is when shepherds would lead their sheep, um, they would be on the side of these cliffs. The, the grass would be there for them to be provided. But when you got to the, hardest, the hottest part of the day, it was dangerous for the shepherds to leave their sheep up on top of the hill because it would kill them. So they would lead them down into these valleys. But in that terminology, they're known as, as wadis. And so I've got a picture for you of a place called Wadi Kelt. And um, here it is. It's right outside of Jerusalem, between Jerusalem and, it's really dark, isn't it? Um, there it is, between Jerusalem and Jericho. And I want you to look at how deep this is and look at the shadow that's here on the side. As I walk through the, the deepest, darkest valley, the, 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 as I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I had to get it right, the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Sheep, they have poor eyesight. They don't like to go downhill. And so as you walk them down into this valley, they have a difficult seeing, difficulty seeing. And so they're nervous about going into these different areas. But the shepherd would lead the sheep into this area because it had to keep them safe. And so they would go down into the area. Now here's, we read this, this verse and we, we attribute it to memorial services because I walked through the valley of the shadow of death. But it doesn't say, even though I die in the valley of the shadow of death, what does it say? I walk through. So there's a process, really a, a testament to the fact that in our lives, we will walk through those dark valleys. And what you need to know is that sometimes to get to the greenest pastures, you have to go through the darkest valleys. And it's in those darkest valleys that God prepares you for what he's going to do in your life. And sometimes God has to navigate and bring us to that place. He says, you, you will comfort me. He says, your rod and your staff, um, that they will, they will protect me so that you have a rod and you have a staff. Imagine going down into that wadi. The staff would be there to make sure that the sheep doesn't fall off the edge of the cliff. Sheep aren't known to be super bright. And then the club was there to protect them. If a wolf or if anything would come to attack them, that's how they protect. But in that verse four, you get the image of the God that is present to us as a friend. So God the shepherd, God the friend that's close to us. And we're thinking about the nature and the attributes of God. And then we move on into verse five. He says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies and you anoint my head with oil and my cup overflows. Uh, there's something that's so extravagant about Middle East Middle Eastern hospitality, especially during this time, that it was known that when you find a stranger that was in need, that you would bring them in and you would care for them, you would love them, you would pour oil on their head, you would wash their feet, you would even greet them with a kiss. And, and, and you understand those messages make sense when we read about Jesus and, and what that hospitality was all like. So David, in his time of running, if you want to go back and read 1 Samuel all the way to the end, you experience David being taken care of by the citizens that lived in that area, providing for him the sustenance that he needed, even when he was surrounded by his enemies. And so for David, he attests that to God, the God that would provide for him right in the midst of those most troubling times. And he goes on to say that even my cup overflows. He's like, I don't just get enough water to drink. It's extravagant the way that God cares for us. And so we see God as a shepherd. We see God as a friend. And then we see God as the host that is present to us and cares for us in some of those most difficult times, even when we're surrounded by the enemy on all sides. And then he ends with this verse, verse six. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord my whole life long. Uh, the, the Hebrew word for the word follow. We, we think of goodness and mercy following me, the God that goes before and the God that comes after. Well, there's something in the Hebrew that is so strong about the word follow. It doesn't just mean that goodness and mercy are gonna come behind me. The word follow means to follow as if to overtake you. So, so think about the nature of a God that loves you. He's not just gonna be behind you with good, goodness and mercy. He's actually going to overtake you with goodness and mercy. And here's what David is doing in the last verse. He's using his history and his awareness of what God has done in his life to make a declaration about what he expects God to do in the future. 
that no matter what I'm walking through, where I'm going, what I'm facing, your goodness and mercy will surely overtake me. There may be those times where I'm not experiencing it, but God, I'm counting on the fact that it's gonna show up. And David makes that declaration because that is what he's experienced in his life. And so today, as we look at the 23rd Psalm, it gives us a whole new awareness of, of, a, of a truth about God that is not just the God that is present to us in death, and he is, but the God that is present to us in every single aspect of life, really in those three attributes, as a shepherd, as a, as a, a friend, and as a host. So you may say, Scott, um, as we're in this awestruck series, what's the big point? Like, what is the point that you see inside this text? There's something here, guys, that is it's, it's awesome. I love it. And unless you've studied Hebrew, it'd be so hard to see it. But I'm going to tell you, and I pray that for the rest of your life, whenever you hear the 23rd Psalm, that you key in on this one verse. And so the, the 23rd Psalm in the Hebrew has exactly 55 Hebrew words. And if you go through the first 26, and then you skip and you take the last 26, it leaves you with three words in the middle. And those three words give you the message and the heart behind the 23rd Psalm. And those three words are for you are with me. Or in Hebrew, Yahweh with me. It's the main point of the 23rd Psalm. Is he with us in times of death? Absolutely. But Yahweh is with us always. That's the truth of what we're looking at inside of this series, the God that is present to us. Now, as we think about it, just to kind of bring all of this to a close, if you really want to wreck your brain, try and consider the God that is with you always. In the good decisions, in the bad decisions, the God that is always there, the God that is always present. For some reason in our faith systems, over the last 3,000 years since those words were written down, we've, we've relegated God to this different type of imagery where we think that God is somewhere off on a cloud somewhere, and here we are living our life, doing the best that we can, and when we get into a tough situation, what do we do? God, we need your help. Right? And so we activate the prayer life and we call on God and God comes in and bails us out. God, get me out of this valley. And God comes in and he helps to get us out of that valley. And, and then we're like, okay, you're good. You can go back to your cloud and I'm good and I'm just gonna continue on with life. Right? For some reason, that's, that's where our faith system has come to. Now, maybe not specifically that way, but it's close to where that's at. But here's the danger in that. When we live in that place, what it does is it gives us a very shallow sense of who God truly is and a very warped sense of who we are. What I want you to know is that God is with us. Tammy's gonna deal with it in greater detail as we get into Psalm 139, and she's gonna talk about the God that is ever present. But what I want you to know is that God is with us. And as a shepherd, he's leading us, he's guiding us, he's, he's protecting us, he's correcting us. But he's also a friend that is with us in the valley of the shadow of death that provides us comfort and is willing to reach out and try and defend and protect us when times get tough, and also as a host who will prepare a table for us, who will give us the things that we need in those most difficult times, the God that is with us. It's the, the key central focus of the 23rd Psalm. And so here's what I want you to hear today and why we study Scripture the way that we do. There's a difference between studying and knowing the 23rd Psalm and maybe being able to recite it and actually knowing the shepherd that the 23rd Psalm teaches us about. I love studying, teaching scripture, but if we're honest, if we only study it and teach it and we don't connect people to God or connect people to the shepherd, then we're just gathering information. And so for me, I want you to see the full picture of Psalm 23. A thousand years after David wrote this Psalm, Jesus picks it up and he uses it in a metaphor in John chapter 10 when he says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. Now I want you to think about the life of Jesus as a shepherd who protects, leads, guides his flock, as a friend who's closer than a brother, and as a host who prepares a table even in the presence of our enemies. Think of the Last Supper with Judas and everything else that was going on. And what Jesus did in his life is he took Psalm 23 and he put flesh on it for us to look and to understand 
the God that wanted us to see and know who he truly was and how much he loved us. And so my prayer is that as we close out the service today, that you'll open up your heart and know that the God that loved you made a provision for you to be connected for all of eternity. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. David wrote the words, Jesus lived them out. Same family, same connection, messianic psalm, and we get to see it in full picture today. Amen? And so maybe as we pray, if you've never done it, open up your heart and just choose to believe. Choose to trust that there's a God that loves you and wants to bring you to the place where he can nourish and bring about healing inside of your soul. Will you pray with me? Heavenly Father, we love you. And God, on this, this craziest of Sundays, on a Father's Day when, when we were um, able to experience the beauty of, of what you do in the lives of all of these children, God, we unpack some of these attributes. And Lord, I pray that wherever we find ourselves, whether it's in that darkest valley or maybe today we're in that green pasture, Lord, we learn to trust and believe and hold on to the God that is present to us right here and right now. And so God, for everyone that's here, and even especially those who haven't opened up their hearts for the first time, I pray that you would be God and that you would draw us close and allow us to experience your love and your acceptance. I would love you. We trust you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And I invite you, if you would, to stand with us. And Ronnie's going to lead us in this hymn. I encourage you to sing along with us. Most of you will know the words to this hymn. Um, Addie's down here on this side. I'll be on this side. If there's something we can pray with you about, well, it's been an honor to teach this message today. Go ahead. Oh, Lord, my God, when I in awesome wonder consider all the world I has made. I see the stars, I hear the rolling thunder, thy power throughout the universe display. Let's lift our voices this morning. Then sings my soul, my Savior God. How great Thou art, how great Thou art, then sings my soul, my Savior God, to Thee. How great Thou art, how great. You would gather with us this morning uh, to celebrate, celebrate an incredible week where we can have a thousand people in this building hearing about Jesus, learning about Jesus, going crazy, wrecking the building a little bit, uh, and just having a lot of fun. We get to celebrate that. We get to learn about God, our Father. Uh, and in my life as a dad, my goodness, that idea of just being present, right, that God is present to us. I would encourage each of us just to be present to those relationships in our life this week. And then wrap it all up with this dude, Ronnie on the, on the guitar, singing a hymn. Like, just a beautiful service. Thank you for being here. If this is your first Sunday with us, again, this is our kind of crazy. And we hope you'll be a part of it. Uh, we'd love to have a conversation. If you're new to want to get plugged in, right out in the lobby in our Next Steps room. Um, also, because it's raining outside, the, uh, the police officers are not able to stop traffic. So please, please, please be safe. If, you're, if you live east of here, we invite you to head down Soundside uh, and maybe even exit um, out to Nantahala that way. But, uh, but for now, we're just so grateful. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. Let's pray. God, we thank you. We love you so much, God, for being our Heavenly Father, for giving us that example uh, of who you are, that you are present in our lives, that you are active, you protect us, you provide for us, you love us, you lead us into those places, and you walk us through hard times. So God, we, uh, we thank you so much uh, for being our God, being our example. Protect us as we leave this place, and we love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray, and all God's people said, Amen. We love y'all. Have a wonderful week.